Okay. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Friday, and damn it, I feel good about that. I feel very, very good because, uh, well, tomorrow we're hosting this party. Diana, in her absolute gorgeous and incredibly giving way, has uh, said to this family, hey, you should... um, you should have the party over at our house. You can host more people. It'll be great. Now, as I sit here, you need to know that the sun, side note, is just burning in in a hilarious way. It's just there's, there's a lot. And the zenith is acting up again. Oh, my God. Sorry, I'll move over. I know it's distracting. So anyway, where the hell was I? Focus, Eric, focus. So Diana's like, you know, uh, have the party at our place. So she's been like, that was the the reason for wanting to get the outside of the house painted to make it look okay, get those stumps removed, and then the garage is an absolute shithole. So She was like, okay, we got to get this all done. And here it is yesterday, Thursday. She goes to work. She's teaching summer school. And uh, the outside of the house is almost painted. I'm almost done with that. I'll be able to finish that today. Uh, There's there's not that much to do. Just got to get way up high on this fucking ladder and do this shit. Thank God Melissa told me about the uh, paint hook. Just the best. But, uh, you know, she's been having anxiety about this garage because that's where a lot of the people are going to be. You know, you set up the tables and you put the picture boards up for the graduate and, uh, uh, and, um, you know, you got the drinks set out and the, and the food and you, and you put like a tent in the driveway. So this is a big undertaking, but the garage is, I mean, there's shit everywhere. I am not a, whenever I get something out, I never put it away. If you, you know, you can't really see it here in the studio because I put it out of the camera view. I mean, it looks like a clean studio from what you see, but there is shit everywhere. All of my uh, trivia cards, I never put them back. Andrea got me this nice fucking thing to put them back. Do I put them back? No. Uh, there's an old bill here for some reason. There's uh, Avery's graduation announcement for some reason. Uh, a bunch of small screwdrivers for some reason. A bunch of fucking push pins. This notepad, which I actually do use. This box for the thing that I put on my foot when it starts to hurt. Oh, sorry, O'Neal. For some reason, a plastic bag. A dog shit bags are in here. Lip balm. A Tootsie Roll wrapper. The Virgin Mary with headphones on. Okay, so the list goes on and on. Co- oh, my coffee mug. Full of coffee. 
came up here earlier today. I put the coffee in this coffee mug. All right. The Ellen DeGeneres one. And then I drank it and set it down. Then I went back downstairs and get a different coffee mug. By the end of the day, I've got like six coffee mugs in here. So I do not put shit away. The garage, the same way. Pooh Bear is working yesterday, and I went to work. I went to work on that garage. And, man, you get everything out of the garage. You clean, you sweep the hell out of it, and then you put everything away. So, um, putting everything away is don't put it back in the garage for this particular, uh, because you got to have the garage empty for the party, you know? So, I did it all. Uh, she, she actually came home as the shit was still outside of the garage. We did it together, you know, and, uh, we put it all back down to the pool shed. So fucking sweet, man. I am stoked. And, uh, she, I tell you what, I, um, have a level of rock solid Pooh Bear points that, I mean, I'm really going to have to work to fuck up. I'm really going to have to be an asshole. To ruin this one. Hello? Yeah, honey, how are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, you're home today. I am. Okay, that's awesome. I was just informing the audience about the uh, excellent behavior of your husband yesterday. Yeah, well, not, not just yesterday. It's been like the last several weeks getting ready. Just been. I've been on Team Pooh Bear. You have, yeah. Which is, you know, if I'm on Team Pooh Bear, that's a, that's a win, right? I, I can't I can't screw it up. This is correct. Okay. So when you came home, you saw that the garage was uh, a plenty plenty almost done being cleaned out, and that you were like, "Oh, honey," and it really really put you in a good mood. It did. I was very anxious about that because you know, when I looked at the garage yesterday before work and then or the night before I was like there is no way this garage is going to get clean by Saturday and then I came home yesterday after school and yes. it was clean yes it was done oh my god is that Daisy <laughs> is that Daisy snoring yeah that's Daisy she had to come down here with me and now she had to be on the chair with me while I had my coffee so okay so the Pooh Bear, Pooh Bear points are full I, I, mean, I can get no more Pooh Bear points right Right. The thing about Pooh Bear, it'll be it'll be very difficult, and and not on top of that, it'll be very difficult for you to lose them. Be, oh, point. that was my question because it does it go? I I fill up the Pooh Bear pail, and right. then um, I mean you, you'll have to be a real cockhead to lose them. Now, okay. Uh, well, that's good. I mean that 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 was my question. I wanted to know how it, how they dissipate so quickly every time and. If <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it's going to take real cockheadedness to lose them this time. Yeah, you really violently say that word. <laughs> That's like my favorite word. Okay. My favorite name. All right. Well, uh, and now I, I guess I have to uh, uh, erect a tent in the driveway. Yeah. You 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 bought a tent for the party. 
Well, I bought a tent not just for the party, but you know, I knew we would use it for Jackie's bridal shower. We'd use it for other parties to come. So, all right. Um, and you, I guess you're you're paying for the party. Well, not all of it. No, I'm just helping. I'm contributing because we're like that. We, we're givers, and uh, the situation is, you know. Yeah, one that warrants it. it. it, I, it I kind of, you know, the situation is. Where it, it it was it's needed at this time. Aww. Well, that's it's nice like of you. Back on your feet, type thing. That is uh, that is very nice of you. Kevin Kuypers made a comment about you and the Pooh Bear points. Is it rude? Yeah, I think it is. Do you want to no. hear it? That's not that's not cutie patootie, is it? It is cutie patootie. <gasps> if cutie patootie breaks my heart, I'm going to be upset. She said that you are squirting with Pooh Bear points. I'm squirting? Yeah. Squirting. Squirting with points. What do you think about that? Uh, that sounds a little absurd, but okay. I mean, I thought it was going to be worse. I thought it was going to be mean, like she's an asshole. Oh, God, no. No, no. Yeah. yeah, I, I didn't think Cutie Patootie had it in him to be rude. That no, rude. yeah, I don't. I don't think he is. I don't think that's that rude. I think he's just an idiot. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So really, all we have left to do is finish, your, you know, the painting. Which, you know, I don't mind painting, but Pooh no. Bears cannot get up that high. No, no, no. That that is, uh, you know, seriously. That would be scary, but I can, I can, I can uh, vacuum the pool. Okay, there you go. I Kent, just, I just need help hooking it up. That's all. Uh, Kent in uh, from uh, Johnson's Discount Outlet. Kent dropped the e out of you. Uh huh. He wrote that you are moist with points. Oh, for f's sake! Yeah. I hate that word. What a bunch of assholes! Yeah. You know? <laughs> See that that right there is is an example of cockheadedness. Just so you know. I hear you. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, excellent. Busy day again today. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, busy day, and then I have to go to a show later. Yeah, you're going to hang out with Radio Voice Linda. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later. I love you. Um, okay, I'll talk to you. See ya. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Um. There is uh, something that happens every once in a while here in the house where in the morning, so I get up, dogs are going crazy. They want to go out. Oops. They want to, uh, they want to eat. And I am in the kitchen area getting my coffee ready. The NFK uh, wakes up at about the same time. And, um, you know, I have detailed with you about the way he walks. Um, it's like if a penguin and Frankenstein had a baby, it's him and he doesn't bend his knees. He just, uh, kind of pounds his feet into the ground, like, uh, a toy that doesn't have any knee joints. And that's how he walks. And that has to do with the spinal injury from the degenerating, uh, vertebrae, which we repaired that when he had his surgery. Uh, and it's, he may ever, he may start to walk normally again, slowly, but surely he may not. 
But, you know, he kind of stomps around the house, which I've uh, talked about before. But he has this thing where I have my eye on him as he's stomping into this sunroom where he assumes the position for 14 hours a day and watches TV and uh, gets up every five minutes to go take a dump, get food, get a beer, whatever it may be. As he's walking into there, every day I look at him because I don't look in that room each morning. But when he's walking in there, sometimes the dogs will take a dump. And today is no exception. Today's one of those days. And he does the same thing every time. Now, for those of you that are listening to the audio podcast, you're going to have to picture this in your mind's eye. And those of you that are watching, the 1% of the audience uh, who watch the show on Twitch, uh, this is what I see. So he walks... He walks like this. Okay? And stomps his feet like that. But getting him to stop is hard. So he's walking and he looks up and he sees uh, all the, the whole room looks like London in World War II. It's just bombed with shit everywhere on the carpet. Two dogs have taken shits last night. So he goes. And he kind of like, he stops in his tracks and he, he's, he's a little tippy, you know? And it's at this point that, it's at this point that I know that uh, he's taking a dump. So. That's it. That the dogs have taken a shit. So he's like, oh my God. And I hear him go, whoa, gross. And uh, so that's that. I go, hey, uh, so we, I I take it we have a problem there, huh? He goes, yeah. So, you know, I am called into action first thing in the morning. Nothing worse. My God. I tell people, let the damn dogs out before you go to bed. Yeah, we did. No, you didn't. You did not do that. Uh, today's a big day for the NFK, too. It is. Uh, I have to take him for an ultrasound. Uh, for his to, Docs need to take a look at his liver. So I'm a little concerned about that because um, when he got his physical, there was something that made his uh, general uh, practitioner go, hmm, I don't like the numbers here i gotta determine something uh take a look a little deeper on the liver so that's uh part of your old pal eric zane today uh he has to be well at the uh at the place by like one o'clock so uh, it's a busy ass day again for me because i gotta get this done we gotta get patreon podcast done we gotta finish up the insane asylum get that going get him off to uh well not get him off i'm not gonna get him off get him off to the docks and then you know, continue on to uh, get all. It's busy. It's just busy. And next week, it doesn't get any better because I've got who are these podcasts on Wednesday, which I have to get ready for. And I'm preparing for extended time away again. Next week, Friday, 
there will be no show live because I am getting a colonoscopy, my first. So, hell, you know, and I, I think that the preparation for it has me taking a dump like every five minutes because they put medicine in you to clear, uh, clean you out, you know. So that might even affect things for Thursday. We shall see. It might be a podcast on Thursday where I'm getting up every three minutes. And uh, I know, I know that if I do that, if I do that podcast Thursday and I'm have to interrupt and get up every three minutes to take a dump because I've got, I know some of you, some of you will uh, talk behind my back and, and you should, you should then put your foot down and say, you know what? This is wrong. Uh, I'm not going to take this. I've decided that uh, I'm going to go listen to the radio now. Uh, I know some of you are finicky like cats and a little sensitive. So uh, hopefully you will come back to the pack. Sorry if I offend you. The show each and every day is uh, the audio podcast wherever you download podcasts. You can get it. You can download it. Thank you so much for being part of it. Uh, Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric St. Live. Right now I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, but that's going to go away in just a bit here. But if you are getting the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, uh, I cut you off. The rest of the show can be seen live on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric St. Live. Uh, Eric St. Live. Eric, why do you... I had a question yesterday. Uh, Eric, why do you put the show on Twitch, the whole show on Twitch, and not on Facebook? Well, it's superior. It's a superior platform. First of all, I've not made a dime on Facebook. Ever. Twitch is a way to make revenue for the podcast. And Twitch, there is not a threat of being shut down because, you know, uh, I say something that someone gets offended at. That won't happen. That was starting to happen with quite a bit of regularity uh, just over a year ago on Facebook. And then, you know, if that happens, I, I'm done, you know? So if you want the full show, you must go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. So I will say goodbye to you on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Thank you so much to them. Car Show, Thursday, August 25th at Irvine's. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the podcast. YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. If you ever want to reach me, what you need to do is send me an email. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Chris writes, I'm sorry, I should point out that the uh, email is brought to you by Shoreliner Striping. It is the Shoreliner Striping inbox. Chris D writes, Eric, wanted to say that the Patreon has been so much fun recently. The interviews have been fantastic and fun. Today's and last Friday's were so good. Also, I love high chews. 
count my marathon training as canceling out that habit. See you tomorrow on Twitch. You wrote it yesterday. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate the support. Yesterday, I interviewed the guy, uh, Josh something or other, the dude who had has the pet alligator that when he got pulled over and then ran from the cops, uh, they arrested him here in Michigan. And uh, they said, well, what are we going to do with this alligator as they arrested him? Well, there's a sanctuary nearby. I take it over there. There's a couple, uh, April and her husband, that uh, it's an actual reptile amphibian sanctuary. So the gator goes there. Gator's happy. Gator's like, oh, thank God you got me away from that. The guy's living in his car with a gator. It's small. It's a year old, but it's going to be eight feet long. It's going to eat him one day. Uh, he goes to get his gator back. The sanctuary says, well, okay, great. Um, but the way we do it is, um, you know, you have to prove that you have the appropriate uh, habitat for the gator. And he goes, oh, yeah, I do. They go, okay, well, wh where is it? What I mean, what? tell us more. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I, you'll just have to take my word for it. She goes, well, that's not good enough. I, I need proof. And besides, in some jurisdictions in the state of Michigan, like the one that you live in or are trying to live in, Oakland County, you can't have one of these. It's against the law. This guy has a fucking heart attack, gets all pissed off, starts screaming at April. Uh, he goes on the news, makes a big deal about it. You, you right away get the idea that he's batshit crazy. And uh, he... Uh, he expects this gator to grow up to be a full-grown gator and to love him and to be like his dog, the one gator on the planet that's going to have a bond with a human. I got him on the show yesterday on the Patreon, and I took it about as far as I could go. And then, well, it, it something went wrong. Let me just say that. It went it went wrong. Something went went south, and he had had enough. You must sign up for my Patreon to hear that. I will not share that on the free podcast. People are like, you got to share that stuff on the freebie. No, I don't. No, that's the point of the Patreon. They subscribe for five or 10 bucks a month. That's a, that's, you know, that would be bullshit. I would, I, if I was a member of Patreon to a show and the show was like, yeah, hey, I just did this funny thing. Uh, I'm going to make it so everybody can hear it. I'd be like, well, then well, why am I fucking paying for it? So anyway, thank you, Chris. And thank you for being a member on Patreon. Uh, all right. So a lot going on here today. Uh, yesterday, solid day at the YMCA again. Nice, easy recovery day on the treadmill. Uh, nine minute and 20 seconds a mile recovery run. Actually, nine minute, 10 second a mile for three miles. Just easy. Easy recovery work. Today, hill workout. And then Saturday, long run. Sunday, day off. Monday, week one of 16. In uh, half marathon training, official. I mean, I've been doing week one for weeks now. I have put in nearly two solid months of training as base before the 16 weeks begin. 
I would say I'm 90% where I need to be in terms of my training. I know this. I'm in a better spot now than I was last year. The reason why I say that is because uh, I'm healthier. I have not, uh, I don't have any uh, nagging injuries right now that are bothering me. And I know, I am well aware that all of you, nobody believes that I have a chance to beat Mike Ball in this race. I'm well aware of this. All right, that's okay. If you bet on me, there's a chance you're going to win $600. Just something to uh, think about because Mike is so sure that I'm going to lose that he's doubling the prize. All right. Okay, talked about Patreon. And uh, yeah, I want you to sign up for that. I also want to talk about this. Uh, I've got a lot of stories that were sent in um, that are just ridiculous that I've been waiting to talk about and I, I keep putting off and putting off and uh, I want to get into them right now. This woman uh, from from uh, Brazil who actually, she looks really, I mean, normal. I, I thought that she would look like a complete idiot and maybe be uh, impot- like the type of woman who, you know, you would expect would have trouble getting a man to fall in love with her. But, you know, like I thought maybe she looked like she got mauled by a dog or something like that. But this is not the case. Uh, that's her right there. You know, she looks, she looks great. And she just got married to this guy. A rag doll. This lady's mom felt bad for her because she couldn't get a dude. So the mom made this stupid giant life-size doll creepy as fuck and said, here you go. And, you know, I don't think that the mom was like, I think she did it more as a gag, but this woman actually fell in love with this doll. And uh, if you listen to the audio podcast, you must click on the link and see what this looks like. Uh, She she dresses them up in different uh, outfits and stuff like that um, with this just a horrible looking creepy face. And this, she actually married this doll. The woman... Uh, I can't even say her name. It's something that looks, well, like she's from Brazil. Uh, and then there was actually a wedding ceremony. And then, and then uh, she, uh, and look, at there's all these people that are at the wedding. This is just fucking terrible. And then she announced that she's pregnant. And the, there was a baby made a baby doll was made and and here she is at the hospital supposedly you know and there's the husband and her and the and all these other enablers you got these people that are dressed up like doctors this is made to look like a hospital room i don't it can't really be right 
Uh, she gave birth in just 35 minutes, it says, at home with a doctor and nurse on site while live streaming it to an audience of 200 people. So here I am busting my ass, trying to do two hours of worthwhile content every day. I'm lucky on the live stream if there's 50 people there. And this sick bitch can uh, uh, get 200 people watching her live stream uh, of all of this nonsense. There's the baby. There's the uh, there's the room where they had the baby. There's her stupid doll husband. Here she is, still really happy. You know, this chick could I, she could very easily get a man. I mean, what a beautiful bride she is. And here she is on the wedding night. She's about to, she's put dude into the pajamas. She's getting ready to have sex with the doll. I mean, seriously. Um. This is bad on so many levels. She has four times the audience of her live stream of the birth of the doll. So that's bad. And then you get guys like Kenny who, you know, I mean, seriously, I mean, I, I want the audience. Kenny just wants the next Mrs. Kenny. And this doll is, has better luck than he does. Look at, here they are. This is a uh, little, all these different pictures in like a music collage form. The happy couple. Okay, now this is um, this is the wedding, the uh, the the bride and groom first dance. This is ridiculous because the uh, a groom is is propped up on this stand, and she's like doing the dirty dancing thing. <laughs> she's on. Okay, it's a hand truck. The guy is on a hand truck. The doll's on a hand truck. And she's basically dancing with a hand truck. All these people are there. <laughs> she needs to unbuckle his pants and blow him right there in front of everyone. That's what needs to happen. Or there needs to be some type of like OnlyFans thing of the wedding night. I mean, this can't really be real, right? I mean, this has got to be like something just for a gag. Because if this is actually real and you're invited to this uh, childbirth or something like that, I mean, you know how like uh, if you're an alcoholic and you're doing crazy shit, they have an intervention and then uh, or a drug addict and they, they, they try to give you the old tough love thing to get you, you know, on the right track. If this is legit, okay, what needs to happen here is the family, someone needs to, you know, do something that's going to, you know, snap her back to life. Like this guy here, the bald dude, he needs to rip the head off the groom 
and light the uh, baby doll on fire, you know, and and punch the chick right in the face, just to kind of reset her. That life is is, uh, is is this is not the way life is supposed to be. I mean, <laughs> I don't know where you go from this. What if the baby just came out as a ball of yarn? Says Jason Schaefer, you asshole. Oh my God. Yeah, I, uh, I, I have a. Um, if you're, if you're in this scenario, I, I, again, I certainly hope that this is all just a fake thing, and and she's just doing this so that she can get some type of uh, internet fame, and she really is a normal person, because this is bad on just, it's just crazy. You, I mean. Everybody going to the wedding, enjoying the time with these two. Look at in this in this uh, picture right here. Here she is with the guy in a in a fucking pool. Everybody's having a good time. She's got the guy in a in an inner tube. Here they are, and look at she's got she's making it look like she's pregnant with this asshole. There's the baby. Holy shit. This is so screwed up. I don't know what's worse. Uh, this chick or the guy who uh, wants to spend the rest of his life with the gator. My God. All right. Uh, the open and the live stream of the show brought to you by my friends at uh, my policy shop insurance. Buy insurance here.com. 616-914-4070. That is how you get in touch with Frank Fuss, if you are without medical coverage for you or your family, you know, old school was like, well, I guess we just hope we don't get sick. Well, that's not the way you want to do it. Uh, there's absolutely an option. And Frank will help you every step of the way. So if you're self-employed, if you're between jobs, or if your employer does not offer insurance, this is what you need to do. Start at this point. Frank Fuss. Buyinsurancehere.com, 616-914-4070. Mention me, and he will help you every step of the way, and he's free. Nothing, uh, it, it doesn't cost you anything um, to utilize Frank's services. Also, he is the Medicare Advantage plan expert. If you're 65 or older, getting set to turn 65, you or someone you know, uh, reach out to Frank. He'll help you every step of the way in getting started on your Medicare uh, program. He can help you. All right. Mentioned Rick from TC Paintball recently. Uh, he's going to be joining us at uh, 9 a.m., just 21 minutes for another edition, our second edition, actually, of Trigger Time with Rick from TC Paintball, who's had a hell of a week. Uh, we'll talk about him. And, uh, you know, I don't know what the hell else he wants to talk about today. Uh, it's just been really, really crazy for him. Been ill under the weather. Uh, but if you want to book a party at TC Paintball, uh, they're open this weekend for fun. Saturday, you might want to book that in advance. Hopefully, if there's still room, tcpaintballgr.com, all the details. You can drop in any other time during the week, Wednesday is Ladies' Day, and it is uh, Kids' Day, the Little League Day. tcpaintballgr.com. 
Comedy in town this weekend. Bobcat Goldthway is in town. Full House Comedy online at fullhousecomedy.com. I want to reach out. I don't think it's going to work, but um, I was just talking about Frank Fuss, and uh, I wanted to reach out to Harry E. Reed Insurance Incorporated. Uh, these are the guys who uh, I can't remember if it was on the Patreon yesterday or the free podcast. I always mix it up. Harry E. Reed Insurance. Uh, those are the ones who um, on Juneteenth on the business. This is in a uh, town called Millinocket, Maine. Juneteenth. It's whatever. We're closed. Enjoy your fried chicken and collard greens. Oh, fuck. Um, I actually got a hold of uh, the business right next door to them. It was a diner. And, uh, talking about the attention that this has brought on to the community. Uh, it was a lady who did this, who made this comment. Melanie Higgins, I think. I am so sorry for any pain I have caused and the negative attention it has brought to our beautiful community. And uh, so it's kind of like blowing up for the folks at the Harry E. Reid Insurance Agency. Rightfully so. I mean, come on now. Uh, so I think that this warrants a phone call. Tried to get him yesterday. All I got was a... Adnan says the number is disconnected. I already tried. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean I'm not going to try. Yeah. They're screwed. Oh, my God. And so all the other um, insurance companies are, you know, because company like that, they uh, shop shop around and try as an agent for the customers and try to get them the best deal. That's the that's what an independent does. So now all these other companies have like uh, dropped them, like Progressive and Allstate. And said, yeah, we just won't even talk to you anymore. So basically, this fucking idiot. I guess my question is, if you're smart enough to run a business, you have the acumen to take care of customers, you know, all the things with the billing and uh, balances and and doing all the uh, uh, appropriate things to uh, be a licensed independent insurance agent, the the education that goes with it, the, the people skills that goes with it. How can you be that strong in those things and then this, that fucked up in something so stupid that you would write something like that and in one, with just one thing, uh, ruin your business. And I don't care how much you apologize. You cannot unring that bell. Because you can say, oh my God, I'm so sorry I did that. That was such a mistake. You're just apologizing because you've now lost your livelihood, you dumb dick okay i again i've said this many times i would have more respect for you if you said 
That was a racist joke that I thought was hilarious. Lighten up, assholes. As opposed to uh, the apology. It was a racist joke that I thought was hilarious. You can make racist jokes and not be a racist. I make racist jokes all the time. I don't say I'm here. No, occasionally I do. (laughs) Occasionally I do say a racist joke. But there's not a racist bone in my body. You know? If I was, I'd be on with uh, John Jamingo. You know? I'm Eric. I'm not a racist. I, I don't discriminate anybody. Eh, it's a little racist. Um, so I'm not buying any apology. When someone says something racist and then turns around and their life blows up in their face and then they apologize. I would all, I would love it if like when Morgan Wallen, remember when Morgan Wallen <laughs> referred to his friend as a N word and then the idiot's door cam across the street caught it. And that guy ran to the TMZ said, look at what my neighbor Morgan Wallen <laughs> said. Had Morgan Wallen said, well, fuck yeah, I said that. First of all, I was shit-faced, and uh, that's kind of the way I talk from time to time. Uh, yeah, it, it worked. I mean, he ended up saying uh, uh, sorry, and uh, then he went away for like six months, and now he's back bigger than ever. Remember all the radio stations shut him down? They said, oh, we are appalled. Yes, he may be the hottest country star in the world, but we will not. We will not stand for this. We are uniform with uh, with the rest of the world, and we are going to cancel Morgan Wallen six months later. Hey, Morgan Wallen is uh, uh, headlining our radio station event. Come on down and see Morgan. All good. Black people are just looking at him, raising an eyebrow, tapping their foot like, you motherfucker. I don't think there's any recovery for insurance company. I really don't. But, you know, you can do either one of those things. You can say sorry and hope that it gets fixed, which it won't. Or you can, you know, just say, do like what I did. And that is say, eh, I know it was a little racist. No big deal, though. Come on. It's a joke. Relax. No one's going to do that, though. No one has the nerve to do that. Corey says, hey, come on. I got a black friend. Yeah, people try that from time to time. I have a black friend. It's okay. I can say that. (laughs) Sometimes that makes the joke funny when you say something that you're not supposed to say. Okay? I think deep down, uh, everybody has laughed to some degree at a racist joke. Now, I certainly hope that insurance company, that that actually was an attempt at a joke. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not actually a full-blown racist. But it's just one of the most ridiculous 
uh, failures I've ever seen. How could you possibly do that? Jesus. After you've built that business for so long doing that? And, and all of the hard work you've put into it, now it evaporates in front of your fucking face because you did that? And I know that Jamingo would say, ah, fucking bullshit, man. Fucking, yeah, they shouldn't be canceled. No, they absolutely should be canceled. They should be canceled. Yes. We need. We don't need stupid people saying that shit. Uh that uh, that frequently and that easily. Jason says, I said N-word with a soft A ending to a black friend once. He got super offended and I had to smooth it over with him. Yeah, you got to be careful. I remember one time I was sitting here in this room with uh, Ricardo Winston and Big Dick Donnie Veltman and uh, we were doing a, a live interview. And I said a black joke. It, I didn't do what you did, but I said a joke uh, that I thought I could get away with. It was not pretty. He immediately looked. <laughs> he immediately made that face like what? And I went, sorry. Uh, and it was just fucking awkward as shit. Jason says, no, 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 no one should be canceled. That's woke bullshit. No, 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 no. That's I, 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 I disagree with you. Some people do actually deserve to be canceled. Uh, the person at Harry Reid Agency uh, does actually deserve to be canceled. Actually, uh, her livelihood needs to be taken away from her. I believe that no one that stupid should be allowed to run a business. But that's just me. You know. All right. Where the hell am I? Um. Uh, uh, moving on, moving on. Uh, do you remember the story of a uh, kid gets hit in the face with a ball and then uh, gets, he, well, we thought it was a Connecticut kid who um, ran to his mom and says, so-and-so lit me on fire, mommy, make the burning stop. And, uh, at this point, the kid's face had been put out, but he ran into his mom's arms and said, I was just murdered. Oh my God, he threw a ball at me. He was on fire, caught me on fire. And then we saw the uh, images of the kid's face. Uh, he was all bandaged up. And uh, the mom said, yeah, a bully did this. A bully who's been mean to him in the past uh, lit a ball on fire and threw it right at his face. And everybody went ape shit. And, uh, they, uh, they, they, it was terrible, you know? And, uh, but then more and more news came out recently. I think it was this week on this show or last week, late last week that this mother of the kid, um, seen right here. She said, no, 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 that is not what happened. My son did not do that. My son was the one who helped him. So everyone's like, wait, what? And a GoFundMe was made for the kid that got caught on fire and, uh, and, all, and all that shit. And um, so that was weird. We're like, what? And then she produced video from her house that shows that the kids were reckless. They, they did pour gas on a soccer ball and then kicked it, you know? Uh, that, uh, it, and then the burning ball 
was there. And then the kid who actually got caught on fire, he had, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Fuel on his pants. And he came and came close to the burning ball. It ignited his pants, which in turn caught his face on fire. And then the bully is seen on the video, like putting out the fire on the kid's face. So we have no idea why it got to a point where somehow this little fella here, who is the son of uh, uh, that his name is Stefano Giacabe, and the uh, and and the mom here, she's distraught. We heard from her earlier in the week, and here the kid is just bummed out, you know. And here's the kid that was that was burnt. Uh, the video right here. This is the surveillance camera of when it all went down. Uh, in the in the backyard, and 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 we we need to stop down because look at this fucking backyard, what a fucking shithole! They actually have a, a washer here. It's like all this shit belongs in a in a fucking dumpster. So much shit in that backyard, all over the place. Look at this! My God, what a shithole! Look at this! So much shit in this backyard. My. God. God, clean it up, you fucking pigs. Man, I felt bad about my garage looking like a disaster. This is the video. All right. They're actually breaking it down. Uh, they're breaking it down of when it actually happened here. Play-by-play play of this video. The one in the white is a so-called bully playing with... Dominic Dominic is the kid who got burned and there they pointed out the uh, so-called bully. They kicked the soccer ball and then next thing you know, Dominic crinkles on fire. This is the kid they said was a bully putting the kid's face out. You see the kid walked over to the burning soccer ball. You see him out of view. He somehow gets in contact with the flame. Little fuckers on fire. Somehow, uh, 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 some of the uh, flame ignites his face, and uh, and there you go. That's it. Now, the mother of the kid who got lit on fire. She said, "No, no, 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 no. They actually lit him on fire. That's an edited video. Look." These people don't even have the ability to clean the, to make their backyard look respectable. I don't think they're smart enough to know how to edit a fucking video. Uh, this is uh, the mom with the kid. Very upset with the situation because she took this way too far. She used her her child for financial. She needed she needed a home to live in. She wanted to move in a home. Okay, so the mom is accusing. The woman, the uh, mother of the burn kid, of doing this for financial gain. They did do a GoFundMe. It raised $600,000, and she's already purchased a new home. <laughs> so this is really starting to get ugly. Uh-huh. She made that statement. Right. And I feel, like I said, she used it for financial gain and used my child to use them as a bully. And we're very upset. She's kind of like a uh, white trash uh, milf hot. You know, I think she might be into anal, this chick. And he's very hurt because he lost friends that were very close to him. 
and he loved them like his own brother. And to have him go through this every day, being accused as a bully is not fair. Because he's not, not a bully. So tell me again. So you went uh, down the block to go play with some other children that you know. Yeah, and then what me. happened? They told me to get away from the house and don't let me have fire. Oh. He lost a friend. He lost a friend that mm. he really cared for. So the police department sat outside for three weeks. Three weeks of threats at this house. Phone calls in the middle of the night what they wanted to do to me and my child. They probably wanted you to clean up the place. Enough is enough. Wow. All right. All jokes aside. Not this a case of sibling rivalry. Fucking total bullshit. Wow. Yeah, that the, the mom buys a house for $600,000. Oh, no. Um. All right. The campaign raised about $600,000. Uh, the money has been used to buy a new home. The sale of the home is set to close very soon. The family was forced to move out to a hotel after the incident. She claimed that once the family had moved to the hotel, she started receiving death threats. She was forced to relocate again, this time to a relative's home because she feared for her family's safety. Uh, see, because now the uh, incident, the story's turning on this uh, on this mom of the kid who got burned. And the kid's fine, by the way. You know, this is a perfect example of... Um, this mom, she showed this picture of the kid who his face was all bandaged up. But this is how he looks after the bandages came off. The image you see with him bandaged up, that's what showed up on the GoFundMe. And that's why they made $600,000. So I give them credit for trying, but it's a fucking scam. The kids, there's nothing wrong with the kid. They kind of just uh, aired on the side of caution, bandaged him up, probably filled him up full of steroids and put all sorts of, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, chemicals on his face and medicines to make it look worse than it is. But he's fine. And now that fat bitch mom and her asshole husband, they have $600,000 here. Look, look at this rich fuck. This dick has a brand new home and this fat bitch and her fat fuck husband. Look at these dicks. They've got a, a, Hey, I tell you what, three weeks ago I was on their side, but now they can go fuck themselves. What a bunch of fucking scumbags. And they ruined the, this kid, you know, the poor kid, he's all upset. You know, he's going to go around and probably climb on this uh, washer dryer combo in his backyard for fun. And probably injure somebody else in the neighborhood. Uh, you know what? I think everybody in the story is a is a piece of shit. Frankly, they can all go fuck themselves. No, well, maybe not this kid, but this is just stupid. This whole thing is so dumb. And uh, so now this lady is making the um, uh, making the rounds, trying to get some attention uh, to her. Like, hey, you know, where this is ridiculous. My son loses a friend. And, uh, and, and this fat bitch has $600,000. Jesus. I didn't know that. I thought Connecticut was supposed to be full of like, uh, some of the wealthiest people in the country. And we get these two loser families, uh, here uh, in this story alone. Jesus. Yeah. Somebody needs to do it. Go someone. I forgot which one of you just wrote it. 
Kenny says, let's do a GoFundMe for the feisty mom and her kid that nobody wants around now. No, you're right, Kenny. I think she's more feisty because she wants half of that GoFundMe money. Yeah, she's like, ah, you know what? Uh, yeah, and my kid doesn't have any friends. She doesn't give a shit about the kids. All she wants is the money. These are dirtbag Italians. Everyone in this story is a greaseball goomba who needs their ass kicked. All right, we'll be bringing in Rick from TC Paintball for another edition of Trigger Time with Rick. I wonder if how his illness was. I don't remember if Rick... I, Rick might be an anti-vaxxer. I'm not sure about that, like uh, Melissa is. I'll have We'll have to get to the bottom of that. Before we, before we bring Rick in, though, uh, Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV... Longtime sponsor of this very podcast. If you have any issues with your car, maybe some scheduled maintenance, whatever, uh, you got to call upon Irvine's if you are in the West Michigan area. Early bird drop off, after hours pickup. You can just they just drop the key off in the thing, you know, good to go, and uh, in the lockbox, and. If you need a loaner car, they have those for you too. That's free. That's a service that they provide. Uh, when the dealerships have issues, they call upon Irvine's. That's true. Irvine's.com. That's E-R Vines. E-R Vines.com. If you want to see their Google reviews. Absolutely fantastic. A and E heating and cooling 616-516-8579. If you need any work done on your uh, AC unit during these warm summer months here in West Michigan, make sure you call upon them. They are cheaper than anybody else, everybody else. And if you're looking for some more extensive work, perhaps a new install, they will utilize and bring to your house the comfort maker brand, of furnaces or air conditioners, which is the number one rated band, uh, brand in the entire industry. You have to pass a test to be able to install them. They're that good. So go ahead, call upon Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579. Before we bring Rick in for trigger time with Rick, the Kent County Health Department reminds you, and if it's anyone you know or love, uh, that um, HIV is no longer a death sentence. It's been that way for some time. You must start, though, by having that diagnosed. So if you're like, hmm, I'm really into reckless sex and sharing needles. I better go get a test. You go to accesskent.com slash health. There's a list of um, uh, menu uh, things on the on the uh, side, the left side, like WIC, immunizations. Uh, click on personal health services and scroll down. Everything you need to know is right there. HIV Awareness Month, the month of June. The Kent County Health Department wants to make sure you are aware of these things. And thank you, uh, thank you to them and all of the sponsors for being here on board with the show. 
It's time to bring in Rick from TC Paintball uh, for another edition of Trigger Time with Rick. Before I get to that, though, email from Linda, who writes, love, 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 subject line. I love Rick from TC Paintball. He is not afraid to plant a flag and say what's on his mind. I don't always agree with him. But what I don't agree with, I just quiet that voice because I am so physically attracted to him. I know he's married, but my God, I fantasize about Rick from TC Paintball. Signed, Linda. You look so amazing in... Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. Hoover! It's a beautiful mover! <laughs> I, I thought you, uh... I thought you, you like, forgot the words in your, uh... In your illness haze. Oh, ask Kenny. You can't forget those words. I hear the birds chirping at the, uh, Steinebeck, uh, residence. Yeah, it's kind of a metaphor. It's, uh, it's like a whole new day here. You've, uh, coming out of COVID, is that, is that right? You're actually, uh, uh, getting better. Yes. Today, I feel like a million bucks. It, uh, the last three days were pretty rough. And, uh, what hit me the worst was fevers for the first couple of days and then body aches like I've never experienced before. The body aches were really ridiculous. Okay. All right. So, um, that was, uh, that was quite a thing. Do you have any idea how you, uh, actually caught it? Uh, yeah, I've got a real good idea. Uh, one of my, when we got to Philadelphia last week, one of my guys got off the, got off his flight and he said, Hey, uh, I think I got food, food poisoning. I got a stomach ache. And we're all like, okay. <laughs> and then he said, I think, my, I think my food poisoning turned into a flu. And we're like, that doesn't sound how that works. So he went to the hospital to get antibiotics. I'm not sure how that turned out, but he came back with antibiotics and he was sick the whole time. So we all tried to stay away from him. Yeah. We're all looking at each other going, does this fucker have COVID? Yeah. Like, did he show up here with COVID? He's going to stay in the same house with us for, you know, for five days. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But what a dummy that guy is. Yeah. I mean, here we are. Uh, it's been a hundred years since something like this has happened. And we've been reminded of it every minute for the last two years and nine months. And Ding Dong thinks it's the fish on the airplane. exactly (laughs) i want you to tell him that i think he's a dick for getting you guys sick did anyone else get sick or just you not so far none of my guys have uh, reported any symptoms or problems um i mean obviously it spread through my house even my vaccinated wife got it now rick um you are a uh unvaccinated soul yes i am okay so now i mean you're you're getting through it uh, did you have any, uh, did you put like a monitor to see your blood, your oxygen levels at all? Some people do that. No, I didn't. I, um, I don't know. I treated it like any other flu, I guess. It's not a flu, Rick. Okay. <laughs> it was a bad one. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was, uh, yeah. it was the worst one I've ever had. There's no doubt about that. It's the only one you've ever had. It's not, it's not, a, the, the, no one, the only, 
Oh, we're really, we're okay. really going to split hairs now. No, okay. So, I thought you're well, I still thought you were talking about a fucking flu, you idiot. Well, I mean, tomato, tomato. All right, Rick. Um, so here we are. Despite you uh, getting uh, having this uh, to deal with, you're still uh, well enough to do trigger time. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yes. I, you called me yesterday, and I was I was in rough shape. I I meant to text you back right away and say I just can't talk right now, and I I didn't even do that. I was uh, I was in and out of consciousness all day. Oh, okay. All right. Well, good. You deserve that. Anyway. <laughs> What what is uh do you have anything burning on your brain that's uh, like I I mean I've been touching on many stories today maybe something uh, from that or as something in the world I don't know what's on your mind Rick I'm so disconnected like I haven't listened to you very much this week because when I'm not working I'm just out of my I'm out of my rhythm I'm out of my routine so I haven't really listened to you very much I mean I, I turned it on for a couple seconds here and there but something's always, something always came up I either wanted to pass back out or my family needed something. So I'm a little bit out of uh, out of touch right now. I'm just uh, I'm just really happy to be honest. I'm really happy that uh, you know I feel like the worst of this is behind me because I tell you what those body aches like I'm I'm due to go to the chiropractor and my uh, the strain in my lower back just became so unbearable. It was so hard to get any any amount of sleep at all. But I was able to finally get a full night's sleep last night. So I guess in short, I'm just uh, I'm just happy to be alive. Uh, one of your biggest fans on this show, Radio Voice Linda, writes, if only there was a way it could have been less severe. <laughs> well, I mean, my wife had uh, has been vaccinated, and she's got it worse than me. I'm not sure what that means. Oh, it's really? A small sample to, to test, but okay. it's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting data. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, you can you can make the argument then that you are better off. I, I, I'm not going to pretend to be a scientist. All I know is that <laughs> I can see through my little narrow view. All right. Um, okay, well, it's if if that's it, then I guess I'll just let you go. I mean, if you got nothing for me, I wish I had something more profound for you, but I, I really don't. I'm just I'm in such a damn good mood because I'm not laying on the couch moaning to my wife. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I tell you what, I'm just glad that you're fine. We had to put the uh, paintball event off. We'll have to remake, uh, you know, reschedule that, of course. But, uh, okay, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, absolutely. I will talk to you soon. We'll get to scheduling, rescheduling that thing pretty quick. I'll come up with some dates for you. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. See you, bye. Yep. Rick and a, uh, a very uh, small version of Trigger Time with Rick from TC Paintball. He's got nothing. I mean, he's got nothing. Not going to try to draw a, a blood from a stone. Never understood that uh, saying, I guess, because you can't. You can't draw anything from a stone. But uh, glad he's okay, though dumb. All right. Thank you to Amanda for sending this along. And if you ever encounter a story that you'd like to send my way, uh, please do so. Eric at ericzancho.com. I am in a constant state of flux because it seems like the people who send me stories eventually become the people who uh, hate me for whatever reason. Uh, in particular, in the last six months, they've been dropping like flies. People that were once allies uh, now hate the show and hate me. And good riddance, frankly. Uh, and they they would send 
uh, stories along. Don't anymore, obviously. Uh, there is there's always a fucking battle going on with some loudmouth, crybaby, too sensitive motherfucker. And I basically say, well, I ain't changing, so you figure the shit out. And then I don't hear from them anymore. You know, seems to have gotten, seems to have worked and gotten me this far. But at the same time, I, and I'm constantly have a wave, uh, a wake of destructive relationships of people that used to send me stories. If you want to be part of the team to help make this show great, send me a story on the Shoreliner Striping inbox. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Amanda always does. And she sent me the story about, you remember the dude, John Cezina, who in uh, Rancho Cordova, California, who <laughs> instead of putting $6.99 a gallon, I did that for gas, put 0.69 cents a gallon on the fucking sign. Now, this is awesome. What a great story. And people went apeshit. Some guy shows up with um, a container on wheels, um, like a giant, like something that you would, uh, I don't know. It was like you would transport hazardous chemicals. This uh, 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 high-grade container on a trailer. He showed up and shot video of him filling up this 100-gallon deal with 69-cent gas. How much would that be? Would that be $69? A hundred gallons of gas? Yeah. A hundred gallons for 69 bucks. If you paid $699, that'd be, I had to use the calculator to determine that was $699. So quite a savings for that guy. He actually filled it up. He said, we ain't messing around. You see, filling up the fucking thing. So it took about an hour, and then the word spread like wildfire. And good good on those people. The people in Rancho Cordova, no one narked. You go, and you, if it's the 69 cents, you go get the gas for 69 cents. It doesn't matter if someone fucked up. If it says 69 cents, you go get it for 69 cents. You do not go in there and say, hey, guess what? I'm doing you a favor. Your pump says 69 cents. It ain't ain't your problem. Go, Go get the gas. They're insured. They'll figure that shit out. Don't worry about it. This is a, in fact, what I would do if I was running a gas station, I would do what John Cezina did. But I do it on purpose. And I would tell some uh, folks and make them pay me. Like, I would make it 69 cents. And they would pay 69 cents, but they would give me a dollar for every gallon that they pump. So the gas is a buck 69. Or I'd make it six cents. Whatever. I'm surprised we don't hear about this more often. Someone looking to make a buck running the gas station and just selling it for like a penny 
and just like, oh no, oops, I fucked it up. Oh, I'm such a dumbass. And then, I mean, you can do a whole racket. You can make a buck very, very fast if you wanted to really. Of course, there's a great risk that someone's going to rat you out. You know, when it came to President Clinton, only two people knew that he jizzed on Monica Lewinsky's dress because, and it was, um, well, three people, Bill, Monica, and Linda Tripp because Lewinsky told Tripp that the president jizzed on her. And that was it. The scandal was revealed. Well, anyway, Sazina <clears throat> charged uh, 69 cents a gallon everywhere when Ape Shit Rancho Cordova. The gas station lost $20,000 as hundreds of cars took advantage of the low price. Sazina was fired. They fired him for that. And he seemed really nice about it. He was like, yeah, I, it was a mistake. It was my fault. And he seemed polite and sweet. His sister, Paula, did a GoFundMe. And she said in the GoFundMe that we are going to repay the station owners in hopes of getting his job back. Now, I'm pretty sure, because he was super affable and friendly and nice, I'm pretty sure that um, his um, efforts led to a lot of people reaching out to him in different industries. Hey, you can come work for me. But still, they wanted to go through with uh, making the gas station whole. And I was like, fuck, you're doing too much. Okay? Uh, you know, maybe may something for the owner of the gas station, if they're inconvenienced in any way. You know, a lot of times they don't really make any money on the gas. They make money on the food that you buy. I mean, uh, but the oil companies, I mean, fuck that. You got to do a GoFundMe for the dude who lost his job. So the sister does the GoFundMe, and it raised more than $24,000. The sister says he doesn't have to pay it back, but just the fact that he is doing it and wants to do it shows a lot of his character and honesty and responsibility, and I'm really proud of him for that. So, And I agree. I mean, like I said, the interview you saw this dude, he's like the nicest guy. Cezina told the local TV station he was worried about getting sued by the station owners. Craig Zimmerman, a business attorney, said he would be protected from liability uh, from a mistake made while performing his normal job duties. Like if he like did it on purpose, like, hey, I'm going to fuck you up. Uh, then perhaps he could, they said. But no, he's not going to get sued. Um, however. To be clear, at no time has this company told you that it intends to seek payment from you to reimburse the company's losses. The company that owns the station said in a letter to Cecina that they will not accept the money raised. God, this is, this is all sorts full of weird shit, this story. We will not accept the money. Uh, to be clear, the, at no time has the company told you that it intends to seek payment from you nor does the company intend to take any legal action against you in connection with the incorrect fuel pricing incident. You're just fired. The company does not want the money raised and will not accept it. The, le the letter read, according to the local TV station, the company also said in the letter that the fundraiser should be shut down with the money returned to the donors. Now, wait a minute here. No, no, no. 
It is the company's view that the people who have donated to your GoFundMe fundraising campaign have been misled. Well, I don't know about that. If, if people are just finding out now that you don't want the money, the GoFundMe page should be shut down and the people who donated should get the money returned to them. The company also offered an alternative for Cezina to donate the money to two charitable organizations that it supports. Yeah. Uh, GoFundMe told the TV station the funds would have to be refunded if they are not accepted by the company. My God, this guy, this poor dude, so he's not going to get the cash. The mistake was made when uh, this guy, just way too nice, way too nice, announced he was going to give it back to the station owners. He needed to say, yes, this money is going to go to me because I deserve it because everybody got free gas. That's an even better way to do it, as opposed to getting everybody in on your scam. Like, hey, guys, I'm going to make the price six cents. Let's go get free gas, and then you give me a cut of what you would have paid. That's going to end up fucked up, because, I mean, everybody's got a huge mouth. I mean, like, if I tell Zaniacs anything in confidence, they're all going to find out in three seconds. Hey, I've got AIDS. Don't tell anybody. You know, I mean, it just spreads like wildfire. They they love to gossip behind my back. It's their favorite fucking thing to do. But uh, in this case, what you do is you just do it. Let everybody get free gas and then just get fired and do a GoFundMe. It's the easiest way to do this. I love it. All right. Moving on. Juneteenth has led to a lot of really, really stupid moments by uh, dumbass white people. Steve King is a former Republican congressman who, uh, during his career, from what I understand, I don't, I don't recall the name. If I have ever talked about the guy, I've since forgotten about him. Uh, but this is, um, you know, comes from the Republican side of things and uh, just one of these people who has absolutely ruined the Republican Party for your old pal Eric Zane. Um, probably in my lifetime, I will never, ever vote Republican because um, it's, it's uh, ruined by all these pockets of racists and shitheads and conspiracy theorists who have, you know, I'm out, you know, straight ticket from this day forward because of cocksuckers like Steve King. The former Republican congressman from Iowa added to his long list of mistakes and stupid things he said on Tuesday when he shared his thoughts about Juneteenth and abortion. I love these Republicans who say shitty stuff, but oh, we got to protect babies. I tell you what, if the babies knew what type of world they were going to be coming into with assholes like Steve King, the babies are like, oh God, kill me now so I don't have to be exposed to this asshole. Maybe not. But anyway, 
So this hot on the heels of Juneteenth watermelon salad, Harry Reid Agency, Juneteenth, eat your collard greens and fried chicken. Steve King, at Steve King IA, tweeted out, I spent Juneteenth all day in the hot sun hoeing and pulling weeds and thinking about what it would have been like to have been a slave. At the end of the day, I thought about what it would be like to be an aborted baby. I got to see the sunrise and sunset. So what he's doing there is comparing slaves to dead babies and saying the slaves had it made because they were able to see the sunrise and the sunset, whereas the dead baby cannot see the sunrise and sunset. I think you're better off just advocating for... um, you know, the end of abortion without working the slave thing. And I mean, I understand, I I understand people who advocate for no abortion. I mean, I, that is a, in my opinion, that's a hell of a thing to fight for. And I get it. And I don't, I, I respect people who fight for the lives of the unborn, but to say, I decided I'm going to be a slave instead of an aborted baby because I get to see the sunset might be one of the dumber things I've ever heard in my life. He equated a day of yard work to slavery to conclude he'd rather be a slave than be aborted. Uh, It seems likely King intended to bait people into trolling him by sharing a sentiment that most would find deeply offensive. Even someone who once defended white supremacy should be aware that a single day of working in the yard in no way compares to slavery. The tweet appears time to coincide with two major events. Monday was the first time the U.S. recognized Juneteenth as a federal holiday. And um, King's comment also came on the day when many expected the United States to overturn Roe v. Wade. The court has not, though, done that. It should happen soon. Although King is notorious for making prejudiced comments, many found the cruelty of this particular sentiment sentiment unsettling. Man, what's wrong with you? One person wrote. This is a very mean perspective, sir. Some suggested that King's tweet is indicative of the direction Republican politics has taken in recent years. Yes, true. That is a fact. Hate blacks. Love babies. Yes, I hate. Yes, Republicans are saying. Yes, we hate the blacks, but we want the babies alive. So vote for us. This person wrote, I remember when this white supremacist used to be among the worst of Republicans. Perhaps the worst. Now he's just run of the mill. My God, concerning this guy, there's a hyperlink. Even someone who once defended white supremacy. I I don't know if I recall this. 
Steve King's white supremacy comments finally enough to break conservative support. After this was back in uh, May of 21. After defending Representative Steve King for years, conservative commentator Ben Shapiro conceded on Thursday that the lawmakers' recent embrace of the terms white supremacist and white nationalist may indicate that, yes, he may be racist. <laughs> so Ben Shapiro said, all right, disavow. I, I've had enough. That's saying something. Just hours after an explosive New York Times article was published that examined the Iowa Republicans' ties to a far-right group and causes a quote from King's interview and the piece began circulating. In, in it, King bemoaned how the term white supremacist was deemed offensive. White nationalist, white supremacist, Western civilization, how did that language become offensive? King said to the Times while denying he was a racist, why did I sit in classes teaching me about the merits of our history and our civilization? On reading this, Shapiro swiftly updated an old Daily Wire post he'd written to include a denunciation of his previous defense of Steve King. This guy, what a fucking asshole. This is why I'm out. Man. So that's that. Enough. Enough, I say. All right. That's just my opinion, though. Who cares, right? That's just me. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I know I'm right. And you're all wrong. If you disagree with me, you're wrong. If you agree, then you're right. God bless Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. Get the flooring installed by the professionals for the least cost possible. They're the kings of, hey, why don't you rip out the old stuff first? You, me, I can do that. That makes your life a little easier. Don't have time? They are full service if you ask for it. Uh, reach out to them and get an estimate. See how much, uh, how affordable it's going to uh, be to get the flooring installed properly. 616-318-0167. Reach out today. Uh, you will be going to Johnson Carpet Discount Outlet to actually buy the flooring. And, okay, the building is not the prettiest flower. It's a big, ugly tan warehouse with uh, really hardworking dudes inside of there who, if you catch them at the end of the workday, might have a faint hint of B.O. Josh, Aram, and Kent drop the E at a U are all there. Kent runs the store. Once there, you will find the lowest price for flooring anywhere. The guy who owns the place is a dude named Darwin. He lives down the, down the road on Chicago Drive. Now, he doesn't live there. He works there. That's the main showroom. <clears throat> and uh, he is constantly making orders with the big manufacturers. And it uh, shows up by 53-foot truck full. And uh, then they unload it. And then the most popular brands are sold at a discount because there's so much of it. They've purchased it at a discount. So it moves. Their profit margin is still awesome. Because they buy it cheap and sell it cheap. Store it all there. You pick it off of the pile and take it home. 
When you mention my name, take an additional 10% off. Johnson Carpet Discount Outlet, Chicago Drive, Granville, Michigan, north side of the street, right behind Little Caesars. (coughs) Excuse me. Bosco's Pub opened yesterday. They're open today. If you want to get a burger, any type of bar food, cold draft beer, cold bottled beer, stiff mixed drinks. A guy, the cook, is Doug, who's making these amazing burgers. He's working way too hard, and he needs help. The reason why I'm stressing they're open today is because they've had to close because they haven't been staffed. They need cooks. Now, I want you to think about this. If you're a person with no experience, maybe you got a kid, 17, 18 years old, perhaps, with no experience, you're going to walk in there, and you're going to work at 15 bucks an hour making the burgers. Doug will teach you how to do everything, you or your kid. In 30 days, you're super valuable. Now you have experience. Doug says, let's talk about your pay raise. I'm not going to hire you off the street at 20 or 22 bucks an hour, unless if you have experience. So walk in, get the 15 an hour, make yourself unfireable, and after 30 days, you're making more. You negotiate that deal. He's not kidding about this. He goes, well, you know, because he had someone walk in and said, uh, no experience, 17-year-old. 17-year-old wanted uh, 20 bucks an hour. He said, I'd give that to an experienced cook. You're not experienced. I'm not going to give you the experience. Because then where, where do you go once you get experienced? 30 bucks an hour? So, Doug, the kid ended up walking away from the deal. And he goes, yeah, I'm not going to pay an entry-level guy more than 15 bucks an hour. Why don't you put in 30? No, kids nowadays don't do that. They don't. At least this one didn't. If you have any degree of work ethic and understanding of how the model works, you can put 30 days in and be making serious cash. I'm parking down on this and making a big deal about it because he needs help. So go get a job at Bosco's Pub making the world-famous Luigi Burger and the award-winning Olive Burger. Bosco's Pub, Hudsonville, Michigan. Uh, Diana, her aunt, had, I think, 12 kids in 15 years. I bring this up because there's a mother who's prolific who blows that away. Bring, I'm going to get the particulars of this. Bring in the queen of the forest one more time. Oh, come on now. Damn it. I think it was about that. I think she had 12 or 13 in 16 years. Diana's aunt. She passed away now. Uh, Then, of course, there's the uh, Schwann family here in West Michigan. I'm not sure the number or the interval that they had them in but they had all boys. And then the last one 
like the 17th kid was a girl. Uh, the woman who had the 12 kids in uh, 16 years, I think it was 13. I can't, I keep saying, I think it's 12 or 13. Diana's cousin. It's all Kentucky. These hillbillies, that's all they do. Catholic hillbillies, are you kidding me? <clears throat> um, I remember I met her. I met her once face to face. And um, I think all of the pregnancies made her crazy. And I forget her name. Um, but it was early in the marriage and I went down to Owensboro and, uh, she said, hello, nice to meet you. My name is, and she said, my name is so-and-so and my husband's dead. That's how she introduced herself to me. I was like, oh, fuck. that's a horrible way to introduce yourself. I'm so-and-so and my husband's dead. What happened was she had all those kids. And then shortly after the last one was born, the 13th one was born, John, who's my age. Um, the husband was shot to death in a road rage incident. <coughs> uh, they think he was set up, but it was ugly. I don't know what, how the details of that went down, but she had a, so if you have that many kids and then you're forced to raise them on your own, you know, it's going to make you crazy. That's what I think happened to her. Horrible. This woman, though, is the most prolific mother in the history of the world. You hear about what I'm about to tell you and then compare it to like biblical stories, which always have gigantic numbers for people. Like so-and-so had this many kids or so-and-so lived this many years in the Bible. Those pale in comparison to what I'm about to tell you. A mother who holds the world record for the most children was warned by doctors that she could suffer severe health problems if she stopped giving birth. This rare condition has made it so that it's important that she keeps getting pregnant. Miriam Nabatanze, by the time she was 40, had given birth to 44 kids and was told that no uh, family planning methods would work for her. Wow. <clears throat> okay. I need more information. Um, she's from Uganda, East Africa, the home of Kamala, the Ugandan giant. She's given birth to four sets of twins. Okay, I need paper and pen. So that's, um, wait a minute, eight. I'm really struggling on the math today. Um, four sets of twins, five sets of triplets, that's 15, and five sets of quadruplets, that's 20. Um, so that's what? 
20, 35, 43. Wait, right? 20, 35. Yeah, that's 43. So, and then only once did she give birth to a single child. So she's had, how many pregnancies is that? So that's um, four, nine, 14, 15 pregnancies. Only one of which was one kid. Six kids died. And her husband abandoned her. Well, he should have. Absolutely. That's the right thing to do in this case. Her husband abandoned her and ran off with all of their money. This is That is all above board, board, in my opinion. That is the right thing to do. You do that. You take the, as much money as you can, and you leave. Leaving her with 38 kids, 20 boys, and 18 girls to raise all by herself. Here she is. This is her right here. In the village... Uh, I don't know. looks pretty run down. Here she is with several of the family. I mean, she's got her own strike team that could go out and kill the husband. And I mean, it's, he had to flee because she was going to murder him. All right. Um, but now that the, I mean, some of these guys here are, are badasses. These dudes look like they're ready to kill somebody. This one right here in particular. He's going to kill someone. This guy could be a killer too. She's given this one side eye. Th- these two are up to something. These two young ladies. Uh, these five right here, the young ones. These, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, even seven. These seven can carry out hits for her, including the dad. They all look very, uh, they're all clothed. They all look healthy as can be. Pretty normal looking family. I, you know, she could not only have her own strike team um, to carry out assassinations in Uganda, but if she wanted to start a business, she has free labor. This, you gotta, you gotta think creatively. If something this absurd happens, you gotta embrace the suck and make for a better life for you and your family. Here they are enjoying a meal. Uh, in the dark, I guess. Hey, it's all good. I think this is going to work out. Hopefully, she's uh, she's done some of the things that I'm suggesting here. Miriam was married when she was only 12. After her parents sold her. And soon after, she got pregnant, giving birth to the first kid at 13. For some reason, fertility rates are far higher in Uganda, where the average is 5.6 children per woman, according to the World Bank. That's more than double the world average of 2.4. So these people, I mean, they have some serious kids. And by the way, um, this woman... She looks remarkably good for a woman that has 40-plus kids. Yes, those titties are a little low, but think about it. She's been nursing kids for years. 
okay, she might need a little nip and tuck here and maybe a serious, uh, expensive, a good bra would help them. But she looks good. I mean, this is a healthy, a very healthy lady. She doesn't look like a big bag of fuck. Now, yes, a little bit, a uh, little bit husky, but no big deal. Pleasantly plump, happy, young looking. And uh, here she is here when she's a little younger with the kids. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Here we have a pile of bones, apparently. I'm not sure why you have a pile of bones here in the shot. So a lot going on. All right. Meanwhile, Miriam dubbed, her name is Mama Uganda in her home country. They even have a name for it. This is great. She realized that she was unlike the other women in the village. She kept having twins, triplets, quadruplets. She went to the health clinic. Doctors told her that she had abnormally large ovaries. Okay? This lady has superpowers, which led to a condition called hyperovulation. She was told that birth control wouldn't work that would likely cause severe health problems. I'm guessing that each ovary was about the size of this milk jug, okay? And they, you know, they were gigantic, big-ass eggs. Like, each fallopian tube was the size of, you know, a big-ass conduit that you put all sorts of fiber optics through. And then the egg itself would be the size of an ostrich egg that would come bouncing down the tube. Baby, once, okay, the insemination takes place, uh, within minutes has a full bush. All right. Uh, doctors told her she had abnormally large ovaries. Uh, treatments do exist for hyperovulation. No, don't treat it. But they are hard to come by in rural U- r- rural Uganda. Dr. Charles uh, Kigundu, a gynecologist at Malago Hospital in Uganda's capital, Kampala told the Daily Monitor the most likely cause of Miriam's extreme fertility was hereditary, uh, hereditary uh, type of causation. So if any of these little girls that she's having grows up, okay, um, we could see a mass population. This is why Africa is known as the cradle of civilization, okay? Because things like this have happened with Ugandan people. Her case is genetic predisposition to hyperovulate, releasing massive quantities of eggs in one cycle, which significantly increases the chance of multiple births. If she ever does have a period, you know, it's going to be like the fucking Mississippi River flow of blood and ute meat each month you know it's kind of like they have to probably like kind of uh, uh put her up in the mountains because of the flash flood of um monthly blood meat that flies out of her maw i mean you definitely don't want to be around her if she's having a period these are all facts i know this sounds incredibly gross but 
You know, I mean, it's God's nature. It's the way it has to be. She's 43 years old now. She says she was told to stop having children three years ago following her last birth. She said the doctor told her he had, quote, cut my uterus from inside, which sounds hideous. Speaking through a translator to filmmaker Joe Hatab, who's doing a movie about this, which I want to see, Miriam said it was God's grace to want to give me so many children. However, her story is tinged with sadness. Talked about the uh, forced marriage at 12. Parents sold her for the dowry. So that's a, that's a, uh, I guess, a, uh, a, a way of sex trafficking in various cultures. Sell off your children for cash. It's terrible. Miriam added that doctors told her she was too fertile and that she needed to keep giving, she needed to keep giving birth in order to reduce fertility levels in her ovaries. This is remarkable. Keep having babies. Why don't you, do they not know about modern medicine in, in, in Uganda? I mean, is a, uh, some type of uh, birth control surgery out of the question? Why can't you just do a some type of snippy snippy? That happens all the time. No, we're recommending you keep having babies. That sounds like a bad doctor in my opinion. She was told that no family planning method would work for her and that giving birth was the only way to ease her body. That's bad advice. Uh, maybe it's a religious thing, perhaps like in that part of the perhaps in that part of the world uh that that that's frowned upon you know here in the u.s you know it's kind of weird here in the u.s because you got the people who are like ah say no to abortion but yes to birth control a little weird According to the Mayo Clinic, a U.S. private health company with offices around the world, severe ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome is uncommon, but it can be life-threatening. There's more complications. Today, Miriam and her brood live in four cramped houses made of cement blocks with corrugated iron roofs in a village surrounded by coffee fields 31 miles north of Kampala. She told the filmmaker that a kind woman had donated some bunk beds for her kids after her husband left her. But it can still get pretty cramped with 12 in one room, sleeping two in a mattress. Can you imagine how much money she'd make to some to some sick fucks if she started? I mean, civil rights are out the door in Uganda. Human rights are out the door. She could create an OnlyFans page uh, with, they could call it Kampala Orgies. Kampala family time orgy. And you know how many people would sign up for this? She'd make millions in day one. Now, that's not for me. I'm just giving options, okay? I'm trying to solve the problem of poverty here. Hell, if they're doing dowries, for God's sake. Stop texting me. You know how I don't like to be disturbed. Talking about her deadbeat ex-husband, Miriam uses an expletive before welling up as she adds, I have grown up in tears. My man has passed me through a lot of suffering. All my time has been spent looking after my children and working to earn some money. 
She's done everything uh, to provide for her children. She should be mother of the year. You know, they got to do like a, they got to do like a today show special. I mean, my God, her front yard has a pile of bones. She does hairdressing, scrap metal collecting, brewing homemade gin, selling herbal medicine. She's doing it all. All the money she makes goes to uh, food and clothing, medical care. Um, mom's overwhelmed. The work is crushing her. This is terrible. She, uh, the most fertile woman in history is alleged to be an 18th century Russian peasant named Valentina Vasilev. Uh, 1725 and 1765, she gave birth to 69 kids, 67 of whom survive infancy. So this woman's not even close. Still, this is incredible. And she's doing it all. Uh, talk about a need for a GoFundMe. All right, maybe not the OnlyFans. I can't really even say that with a straight face because that would mean that this picture that you see here with all these young kids would have to be having sex. And, you know, we can't really get behind the idea of impoverished people in Uganda, all siblings, having hardcore group sex. It just seems a little bit too much. All right. So keep the kids out of it. Uh, she's known on OnlyFans as Big Titty Ugandan Mama. You could find her there. Someone's going, she could sell her milk, perhaps, to some of you sick bastards. Bastards. Holy shit. Well, that's it. I think I found the asshole of the day, though. It's got to be the husband, right? Jeez. Okay. I would love to help your business. Reach out to me, Eric at EricZaneShow.com on the shortliner striping inbox, and I'll tell you how it works to be on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Just like my friends at Berlin Raceway, I will be at Berlin tomorrow. Get tickets and come see me and hang out and say hi and have a beer at Berlin Raceway. Racing going on. Tickets are just $12. You get them. Uh, when you buy them online, they're 12 bucks. You get them in, at, the, at the gate. It's a little, just a few bucks more, but... Buy them online, berlinraceway.com. Uh, tickets are 12 bucks. If anyone in your party is 15 and under, they get in free. The parking is free. You can bring in a cooler with uh, snacks and soft drinks. So that's there's no cost there. Uh, no glass containers, and you cannot bring alcohol in. They have plenty of alcohol there for you to drink if that's what you want to do. <clears throat> they even have a nice bar setting where you can hang out and try to hit on chicks or dudes. And uh, beer's cheap, snacks are cheap. It's awesome. Smokers welcome. Not in the stands. You can't smoke in the stands, but there's a smokers area. And you're watching racing. Racing starts at 6.30, uh, qualifying right beforehand. I will be there, Berlin Raceway. Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for this podcast. Thank you so much. If you have a business, a small or medium-sized business, and that's a lot of the people that listen to this show that our sponsors, they have smaller, medium-sized businesses. Reach out to Blue Frost IT if you need the tech support. Uh, perhaps you're retrofitting the office with new tech. Perhaps you're moving. You need uh, uh, wall drops put in, things like that. Or you're upgrading your tech. You need a complimentary consultation about what to get for your business. Sit down with Blue Frost IT, the number one managed IT service provider 
and tech company in West Michigan as voted on by their peers. Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50 or online at bluefrostit.com. And then finally, my friends at the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. They are awesome. If you're looking to get some money out of your home, reach out to them at the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. If you want to get some cash out of your home, the scenario I, I gave to you the other day was, all right, if you got five ten thousand $10,000 in credit card debt, you're paying on that interest. Okay, you're like, ah, oh, well, I'll pay it off each month. I'll have it paid off in a year. Okay, perhaps, but you're still paying 20% interest each month on that. That make, means it's going to take a longer amount of time to pay off, and you will pay more because the interest is piling up while you're trying to whittle down the balance. So get the money out of your home and just pay that off. And then the money you get out of your home is going to be five and a half percent. Okay. As opposed to 20%, your money's going farther. You're not paying as much in the interest. Reach out to Mario about that exact thing and mention me. NMLS number 3035. 231-332-6505. I have to record a cameo for my buddy Rob. Um, Rob V. And uh, the occasion, Independence Day. He paid $15 for the cameo. And I promised him I would do it, so I like doing them one take live on this show. It's a perfect opportunity to wind out the week before we get into the Patreon bonus podcast, okay? He wants me to do it as Ted Nugent. Wish granted. Thank you, Rob. And you too can sign up for this cameo.com slash Eric Zane. <clears throat> well, hello, Robert. I do that big shimmy shimmy coca pop nonstop boogie bop be bop baloo bop wham bam baby maybe. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Robert, we are looking forward to Independence Day. You know, we'll be seated around the American Campfire. Wow, because everybody loves the American Campfire. Oh my God. Oh my God. The Great White Buffalo. Look out, look out. I tell you what, man, we do the big shimmy shimmy cook a pop wang dang sweet poon tang baby. Oh, bat straps over the fire. And I say to you, Joe Biden, come and take my weapon. <laughs> All the working hard, playing hard, red-blooded Americans, Detroit-style boogie-woogie. I invite you to a patriot-filled Independence Day celebration with Deadly Tedly, because you know I'm deadly. That's right, cat scratch fever, baby. Oh, fuck Joe Biden, fuck gas prices. It's all his fault. MAGA, yes. Rebel, rebel. There you go. Thank you, Robert. I hope that's what you were looking for. 
That's it. Another week in the books. However, before we wrap up the show, we got to do the asshole of the day. I think it's uh, uh, the guy, the deadbeat Ugandan dad. Well, let me take a look. There could be a few more. Uh, yesterday, it was a rhino hunting uh, Senate candidate. That fucking idiot. And uh, this show, as always, is brought to you by TC Paintball. Uh, this asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. Online at jmsynthetics.com. Okay. NFK this morning discovered the shit. Eric, well stocked with Pooh Bear points. Ultrasound today for the NFK. Crazy bitch ragdoll. Connecticut mom. Um. Hmm. Boy, this is a toss-up. It's between the mom. It's the 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 lady who bought the house. Six hundred thousand dollar GoFundMe bitch. Yeah, that what a scam. She is the asshole of the day. She and her husband. Are the assholes of the day. What a crock of shit that was. I feel so bad for that kid crying. Uh, that's saying something. If you can if you can beat out a deadbeat dad who's got 50 kids or whatever and leaves big-titted Ugandan mom to raise them on her own. Holy shit. That is saying something. I don't know how that family recovers, by the way. <clears throat> um, I don't know how people continue to support her. That's ridiculous. You would think somebody would burn the fucking uh, house down. Cole in Colorado Springs says, have a great weekend, everybody. Let's go Avalanche. They lead the series three to one over the Lightning. The Lightning coach uh, bitching that they got hosed as uh, uh, Kadri skated in in overtime and got the overtime game winner. <laughs> How the Avs had six guys on the ice. It was awesome. Shut up. You've won enough. My God. All right. Folks, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the support. Even those of... I even appreciate those of you who are so butthurt that you just can't get over yourselves. God damn it. Grow up, you pussy. Have a good one.